0: So if I'm helping 10, 20, 30 people do that, and there's some haters over here, does it really matter that there's nah. haters over there, there anything? Yeah. We had decent record deals good. and we had decent uh, distribution and got to go tour for years. You know, I was I was living as good as you can live yeah. in, in prison. Um, so I had a lot of things you could take, but they realized that like, oh, Zig's, Zig's not a bitch. You've literally gave me no like but like if you wanted chips, ask me for chips, I would have said eat chips. You know what I mean? Like you you want a soup, have a soup. I've never told you no in the couple weeks we had been Sally's like
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Big Man's Commander Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew J. Lepore, and once again, Mr. Ryan Ziggy Ziggler. What's up, everybody? So I want to apologize to everyone out there. I know there was a bunch of you guys. You guys were blowing up my DMs, especially my phone. A lot of you guys, um, and the emails were insane. I know that a lot of you guys reached out to me through Spotify. Um, basically, what happened was I, I the audacity situation, and then I had to fix it, but I didn't fix it completely. So obviously, a thousand percent on me.
0: And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I spent the early part of my life, I mean, through now, I'm still a musician, so ironically, the I got the sound problems, but that's alright. Yeah, Lessons was,
1: learned. It was just, it was like, well, because I was so excited for you to be here, and I, I remember even saying, I'm like, I'm nervous.
0: You was. <laughs> You're like, don't we do better this time.
1: Yeah. No, it was cool, um, but, uh,
0: yeah, dude, so, Mr. Ziegler, it's good to have you back, man. Oh, thank you for having me back. That's so cool. Well, we'll get it out of the way now, though. What? Well, I'm mad I'm back before Sonny was on because I don't want to get yelled at. So I want you to get yelled at.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: So
0: Sonny, I I told him.
1: <laughs> he did. He did, Sonny. And it'll be soon, dude. I promise. You and Sam. So last time we talked about – oh, we'll do a little shout-out to iDrink real quick. Um, It's not coffee. It's not caffeine. It's iDrink. Actually, it's really good. I know we talked about it last time. Poor uh, – uh, Bobby <laughs> He was like I love what you said about it And it was like the most like Funniest way to go about it Because I was like I really hope it
0: doesn't suck And then I tried it And then it was like Really good Yeah I pretty much drink them Every day now so Yeah they're good
1: dude
0: And but I can My my cardiologist can't yell at me For drinking them There's no caffeine There's no caffeine
1: I need I, I do need to dial my caffeine down though Pretty heavily I'm, I had some today I was a little wired I haven't had it in a while Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm close to like 2,000 milligrams a day Jesus Yeah
0: so as somebody with heart trouble, back off.
1: Well, I got I got my blood pressure tested Great. like six you're months. Tw-
0: you're 20-some years old. Yeah, you're, you're fine now. I was fine too. Uh, yeah. I, I did a lot of worse things than, yeah. than caffeine when I was your age. Oh, man. I thought I was invincible. And guess what? I was like 35, and I was doing a workout with uh, Brittany, who we trained with. Yeah. And just just we were—is yeah, that better? Beautiful. We, we were doing a workout, and um, we're doing a, a crossfit workout. Actually, sure, 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 sure. I, I never beat her at crossfit workout. Dude, she is an athlete. She's, an, Dude, She's she an, she an athlete. But whatever was happening, I was like a full round ahead of her in this workout. And it had—it was on the. I remember I was on the assault bike, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm freaking dusting Brittany. Like and the workout was almost over. It was like a couple minutes left. I was like, I just got to, like, maintain this pace. She can't catch up. It's, like, possible. I'm yeah. finally going to beat her. I'm on the bike, and all of a sudden I felt this crazy throbbing in my neck, and my my heart rate spiked. So I, I don't even know what, because I was probably in the mid, you know, 150, 160 range at that point anyway, Jeez. just going so hard, and it went way higher than that, and then my neck started throbbing like crazy. And I was like, oh, whoa, I got to back off. And I was in uh, atrial fibrillation for, like, five days after that. I had to get chemically converted in the hospital and stuff. So, and I was on a pot of coffee and a, uh, I don't remember if I was on a bang or a rain, but I was on something like that at the time. So,
1: well, do you bang? There's a lot of allegations against them right now.
0: Yeah, that's shit. Basically, they were, meth.
1: Yeah, well, they were also fighting for their lives in court. i um, obviously court of public opinion destroyed them. Yeah. You don't see it anywhere anymore. But yeah. Um, but people's livers or, or kidneys, one of the two, were, like, failing. And, like, there's a big girl. not Okay, not a big girl, but, like, a, a big TikToker um, had this happen. and was throwing like, medical records. and but she, but she couldn't suggest or she couldn't say the name of the company. Because, you know, how I was, like, a big on TikTok and, like, Instagram. Like, people would be sponsored by them. Like, bang, sponsors me. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was big I on TikTok. But but yeah, okay, I believe you. She was, like, you know, one of those I don't big- let
0: China spy on me. What? I don't let China spy on me.
1: Listen, I know it's so bad, but it's just it's so I know it's so bad though. It, hey. I I have such a bad addiction to it. They are funny, they are funny. But anyways, so one of the things I did want to talk to you about was uh, your music, All right. right? So um, we'll we'll, we'll kind of get, get into like who like Ziggy is because to everyone, like, especially at our gym now, and to everyone that at, at, when you, when you were at Pack, you have kind of created this like uh, community. You know, and I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, but people, a lot of people came when you left. Yeah, that was nice. I will put it out there. I asked no one to do that. No, true, (laughs) true. But I mean, especially when we all went to get sushi the one day. Oh, yeah. Um, I like, I don't, I'm pretty sure if I put everyone in front of me and then just had you like go somewhere else, I don't think a single person would have said a bad thing about you. And they all were like. There were so many problems, like, you know, like, I, the only uh, the only right option was to come with Ziggy, you know. Um, but, you know, when it comes to music, I think I can definitely see, like, you have a lot of passion for that, too. Because I got to uh, go check you yeah, out at yeah,
0: the uh, the FU Church in uh, in Philly. Yeah, the first Unitarian. I appreciate it. I, I looked up the first song. I saw Matt and his, his lovely bride-to-be standing there, and I was like, oh, look at these guys. Yeah. That's
1: cute. Well, I didn't want to, like, wave and, like, you know, like, mess you up. Nah, you can't mess me up.
0: I did. I told you I was coming. You didn't believe yeah. me. No, yeah. I. Did. Timing. You said we. I said we were going on at seven. I believe. Yes. And well, you, so weren't the, the, you weren't there.
1: Well, yeah. Was, well, so the, the the issue was when I go to, went to pick her up. It was her brother's birthday. They were like singing, and I was like, I cannot go. Hey, we got to leave now. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, obviously. I see most of the set. Yeah, dude, it was great. I was having a great time. Yeah, it was fun. The lady in the tutu was fantastic. Yeah, it was a little weird. It's okay. There were some characters there. There were some characters. And
0: the uh, stairwell down to the venue smelled just awful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So poor Christine had to be exposed to her first Philly basement punk rock show.
1: Yes. Well, I, I told her, I'm like, have you ever been to something like this? She goes, no <laughs> Like when she walked in there I'd tell you her eyes Couldn't be wider But it was so, it was really cool You guys are great Oh thank you
0: yeah. yeah The band has been better Yeah the band I'm playing with now Is called Been Better It's kind of uh, Pop punk You know Chill It's the most chill thing I've ever done Yeah Music wise You know I was always in like Very punk rock Or very heavy bands um, Even though know, I played With most of these guys uh, Many times Throughout the years Yeah we just We came together um, During the uh, Pandemic shutdown Yeah Just bored Started jamming, no real intention of what the music was going to sound like. And, you know, we're all like 80s babies, you know, and mm-hmm. we're a product of the 90s. So I think like a lot of that vibe kind of came through because sure. we, we just kind of wrote what, what we think is fun. You yeah, know, I always said yeah. like, this is going to date myself probably more for you, but like. The Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtracks. Oh, dude, yeah, or no, pretty was, much I, what I, know, exactly I grew what up on. About. Yeah, like, yeah, I, that's that was my music growing up. Oh, I, I loved, I loved playing those games. Yeah. The Tony Hawk games. I actually didn't play a lot of video games, but just those soundtracks were like, that was my that was my really? shit. I grew up loving that stuff. No, I still don't play video games. Really? No. You know, you know was weird? The one thing with
1: video games is I really didn't play much as a kid because we always be like, playing around here. Yeah. then as I got older, I was like, you know what'd be really nice? It's like just stay inside and just play video games. I just, I never saw the point. I always thought it was like a time waster, which is fair, which is fair. I can't say I disagree with you,
0: yeah. but there's just something about like, I, you know, I get it, dude. Well, so on the topic of my band, my band all plays video games together and it's like something I don't do with them. Oh. And then I show up to practice and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we were getting those guys we in this, getting this, in this <laughs> lobby. We were talking crap. and I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Neat. I think you should try it one time. I think with my wholly addictive personality, which is horrible, which is, like, I am successful at things because I am addictive. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I will will, will go after it. But this is why I try to focus on positive things. Because I guarantee, because I've played video games. Like, I remember one of the first times I got exposed to one, I don't know which one it was, but one of the Call of Duties, like, Mm. they had to, like, pull me away from the TV. Like, I was like, oh, this is, I was like a zombie. Yeah. I was there for, like, hours. Um, I was like, I yeah, just can't, can't have it, can't have it around me cause I'll like it. That's probably fair. So is, so I'm guessing that's what happened with your music then too. Yeah. 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 grew up just, uh, playing and, um, it was like, I, I think with the music stuff, you know, it was always people telling you, you can't, you can't do this stuff, you know, on your own. You can't do mm-hmm. this. You can't do that. And like, especially the type of music we were playing back then, you know, we were, um, we were playing like heavy hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was probably, it's a lot more popular now, but this is back in like the early two thousands. People would be like, "Ah, you know, yeah. you're never going to do anything with that." Well, yeah. I think that was just like a challenge to us. So like, we ended up, you know, never got like any like major record deals or anything. But yeah. like, We had decent record deals good. and we had decent uh, distribution and we got to go tour for years, go That's go so- all over, do crazy shit. And like, the more people told us we can't or we weren't good enough, the more it was like, "Yeah, yeah. watch us."
1: Did you ever? Did you ever watch the Bear? Never. So there's there, there's a good scene where it's like uh, um, uh, the, the main character. I can't think of his name now, but he goes. Everyone just kept telling me I couldn't, and I couldn't, and I couldn't. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Watch me. And yeah. he becomes. He went to the like. He, he was incredible. Like he's the the one of the best chefs ever. But like that's kind of what it sounded like. You guys just get all this like negative. Like
0: hey, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. But like, fucking watch me. Yeah. And we still we got to And like I can acknowledge. Like I listen back. To some of those early records, I'm like man, these really weren't good. But hey, we did it. You know what I mean? We yeah. got out there and we did it. Um, you know, it was wild. Like there was there was a there was a short period of time for a couple years there in like the late two thousands, you know, 2007, eight, nine, where uh, you know I could walk into any store that sold CDs and my stuff would be in there, That's like anywhere. So cool. You know, that was it was neat. It was an awesome time. Um, we had to do wild stuff like uh, so. Our, we were on this label for a while called Eulogy, but they were distributed through Sony. Oh, so like a few times I had to like get on like group like meeting phone calls. It was like before Zoom, so be like on group meeting phone calls. We're like calling into New York, these big wigs are talking about like record sales. And you know, you'd be on there with people moving thousands and thousands and thousands of units a month, and they'd get to us and they'd be like, Well, you guys are you guys are trying. We're like, Yeah, (laughs) we're trying. Oh my gosh, (laughs) we're barely paying the bills, but. Hey, hey man, listen. We got to be there. We got to play. Well,
1: I mean, there's there's a bunch of bands and a bunch of people and a bunch of crews that will never get to even see
0: that experience. No, no. That's like, I, I always say, um, I regret zero parts of doing any of it. Even now, like just playing for fun. Like the amount of people that pick up an instrument. Think about it, like the amount of kids that like pick up an instrument to play in the school band, that never go further than that or barely even make it into that. And then play the amount trombone. of yeah, there you go. You know, and then the amount of kids that that take it one step further, and they 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 jam with a couple kids in the garage, and yeah. it, it never leaves that. I mean, the yeah, like you get to like that that Taylor Swift level. You're not even like the one percent. You're like the point zero 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 one percent. Yeah. Um, you know, just to get out on the road and have it be a, a a paying gig. Yeah. Is it's to me, it's an accomplishment. So like the musicians that are out there doing that. And what does I don't even care if it's like you're doing it as cover bands. I know a lot of people now doing that I knew from music growing up that went the cover band route to make a living. Yeah, playing their guitar. Well, that's awesome. That's
1: what uh. So like uh, obviously like at at where I work, every Friday and Saturday there's always a live Mm -hmm. band, and like they get paid. They yeah. They get paid just to, and a lot
0: of them are not good. Yeah, dude. It's But, but the amount of work it takes, especially to be a cover band. Like I couldn't do that. Okay. I could not do that. I could not put that much effort into playing other people's music. Fair. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't. Like, so kudos to them that they're willing to go put on, because people want to see those shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people come out all the time. I don't mind playing covers in a set, throw a couple covers in a set, but, like, to just sit there and play exclusively other people's music, like, nah. Well, I Prevail became
1: super popular off of their cover song that they did. They, They did a metal cover of Taylor Swift. Love it. Yeah, that was, I don't know if you ever heard of that, I can't think of the name that they did, um, but they were, like, getting popular, but then they did a cover song of Taylor Swift, and it was metal. Yeah, that
0: works. Um, and it was it was dope. One of the lost recordings of my old band, Barricade, that, like, I would give anything to have back, um, we recorded a hardcore version of Skid Row's Youth Gone Wild. Oh my god. And it was, like, to, in my memory, now granted, like, I don't have access to the recordings anymore, like. I've I've reached out to the guy who recorded it a million times. Like nobody knows where they are. Like nobody in the band can find the recordings, the masters anywhere. Um, but my recollection was like the best thing we ever did was this cover and it it's lost to time. But yeah, it was it was super fun. There's
1: nothing left but stories. That's yeah. so cool.
0: Yeah. I would love if that tape pops up sometime. Dude, how y- y- there's um or tape. Thank God, there's not tapes anymore. But <laughs> the tracks.
1: Try go up to go up to your daughter after this and be like Hey, do you know what do you know what this
0: is? and Hold like a VHS tape. Oh, dude, I had a super proud dad moment where uh, another band I was playing in a couple years ago called Doing Great. We were playing down in Philly at a record. <laughs> wait, wait, you played for Doing Great, and then well, been well, better. Well, Doing Great broke up because of the, the pandemic, more or less. Oh, okay. Like we we we, yeah. Like, I just thought it was funny because the names. Well, that that was the like, point. Oh, ben, I understand. Been better was like the joke, like when we were like. Cause me and the guitar player from Doing Great kept jamming, oh. and then the drummer uh, who was playing with Doing Great towards the end—he wasn't the original drummer. Me, uh, the three of us kept jamming, and two of the guys quit. Oh, and we're, so like, well, we're, we're not doing good. great anymore. And then somebody jokingly said, "We've been better." And you know, <laughs> that's great. Sorry, I didn't want to take you away from so, the so story. So anyway, Been Better was, uh, or sorry, Doing Great was playing down at Affiliate uh, Creep Records in the Piazza, and uh, it was a small little fun show. And my wife brought my daughter down to see me. She seen me play a couple times. And while I was there, some of my old band's records were for sale in Creep Records. So as weird as it was, my daughter bought a CD of my old band. Oh my gosh. Just I thought it was totally cool. Like she wanted to buy daddy's record. And I was like Aww. I was like, Oh, I'm getting emotional. You
1: are you are a really good dad, dude. They love you, dude. Nah, I got great kids. Dude, she's gonna I feel so bad for her first boyfriend,
0: uh, dude. I am creating a killer, man. Dude, I'm telling you, you
1: might not even have to do anything. That's the it, goal. She might literally just be like, "Listen, you cheat on me or something like that, I will hurt you." My dad's just gonna sit there and crack. Yep. And a Nice little eye drink and call it a day. I'll just help her bury the body. I see. There yeah, she she
0: choked out the biggest boy in uh, in her jitsu class on uh was that Saturday? On Saturday oh this week. Gosh, and I was like, hey, they went one. They went one for one. He got her once, and they they rolled again. She got him in a rear naked choke and." That boy was tapping for his life, and I'm like, that's why we come here. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, dude. Well, see, there is this thing with, like, women where they say a lot of the times they become better trainers, too. Uh, I believe it. It's because – so I I forget who said this, but um, to where someone like you and me, like, we can just go, okay, 600 600 pounds. You know, like, not that I'm saying, but, like, you know, men are naturally Mm -hmm. stronger than women. But the thing is, is – because what makes women so much better lifters and so much better, like, is because for, like, okay, let's let's take your wife, right? Stud. She is. She is a stud. But for her to get there, she had to work on technique and technique and technique. Oh. And her technique is so good. And that's why a lot of the times where it's like, okay, you want to get coached by this guy, he might not have the best technique in the biz, but he's a strong dude. But then you have, like, let's say, like, Daphne from the gym. I mm-hmm. don't if you know Daphne. I met her once. Either. I use I use her prime example. Strong as fuck, but her technique is pristine and you'll get stronger learning from her than just some meathead over there
0: no fully yeah can't agree more and actually conversely i think one of the the benefits i have as a trainer like helping coach people is that i've lived like a couple different lives and had to like battle back so many times so like there was a point where i was like massively obese and i was 450 pounds at one point in my life um and then got down to 267 from that one weight loss journey and, like, got into, like, doing CrossFit and all that stuff. And then I lost, didn't have a lot of strength at that point. Then I wanted to get real strong, and, you know, now I, I, I focus on getting real strong. But now, like, you know, we're coming up tomorrow is actually the year anniversary of, like, me getting this horrible bot surgery. Yeah. And I had to fight back from that. and I've You know, I've had all these other health issues. So, like, and I've had to overcome, like, just lots of little different physical things. But every time I have to overcome one of those things, it's awesome in the sense that, like, I can trans like, I can actually empathize with the person that's, like, can't just squat. Yeah. Because I've had points in my life where I just, I couldn't squat. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can't teach you how to back squat 400 today. We have to just try to get you near parallel today. Okay. But I can help somebody do that because I've been there myself. Gosh. So it's like the same theory. But I do agree that like women are, like, the women who get exceptionally strong have to put in so much more Time, effort, exactly to overcome the anatomy portion. Exactly. That's that what I was trying be- to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. That they just become just phenomenal examples. Exactly. Like, mathematically, if that doesn't push you as a man, like, yeah, okay, maybe that woman is only deadlifting 400 pounds, but with her frame, that's you're not doing better than her deadlifting 650. Take, take, uh, take, take Patsy,
1: prime example. Deadlift like 405. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you break her weight down, then you break the pounds, the, the amount of total weight down that she did and she said she did it for like five reps. It's like, oh, no, she's just like astronomically stronger, stronger than yep. I am
0: and I can just pick her up, you know? Yep. It's, yeah. it's it's the best, you know. And that's why I love having those types of women around me. Yeah. Because I never cease to see that. Yeah. When I'm training, yeah. So, like, when they, I see just, uh, just a, a woman in my orbit doing something beastly, like, it makes me want to work a lot harder. Yeah. Then, like, not, I love working out with strong dudes, but, like, if a strong dude does something I can't do, I'm kind of like, oh, well, you know, they're better than me. They're, they're better, they're better yeah. If a woman does something that I should be able to do, and call it sexist, but whatever, it's motivational. Yeah, it You're be. like, oh, I got to work really, really hard. hard. I just can't make the excuse. Exactly, you they're know, just there's better no than excuse. Me. Like they're yeah. just
1: better than me. That's why I think it's so impressive, dude. Like seeing like a like a woman clean like three thirty five. Yeah. I'm like for for those ollie lifters out there, it's like it, it's really impressive because like there's a lot of guys I know that can't squat three thirty five.
0: Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying. I saw a great uh, great post today from the Rogue uh, Invitational this weekend. It was the top three CrossFit males doing their max three rep deadlifts. And I think the top number was uh, Chandler Smith got six oh five, I believe. Okay. I mean, the other two were like five eighty fives, I believe, were at second and third place. And then there was it, it smash cut to like Melissa Peacock hitting like a five eighty uh, <laughs> one, and so one dope. of the other one of the other women hitting something crazy. That's and wild. I was like, ooh, that's a perfect example yeah. right there, granite.
1: Yeah, I know there's some chemical balances yes. there,
0: but whatever. It's still impressive as hell,
1: dude. It's just it's it, it really is cool. Like that's why like, I, like especially like your wife or like you know Daphne at the gym or whoever. Like I just picked their brand. Like poor Daphne, I've had to bother her so many times mm-hmm. at this point. i Am I like, doing sumo demos? Because Zach's like you got to do these, and I'm like, am I doing this right? <laughs> Can
0: you just watch me real quick? I still ask questions. I ask questions all the time. Yeah, I see somebody doing something better than me. I want to know. Oh, I don't yeah. have too much pride.
1: Yeah. That's why I like uh, – I always like bothering Rick, too. But oh, he's, yeah. he's so sweet. He really is so cool. I don't think you can bother Rick. Well, you probably can bother you can Rick. You could bother Rick. But, no, he, he's he's great. He's had a deal with me for so many years now. I haven't
0: had to train together for so long. But, yeah, now he, uh, he helps me out a lot. And all them guys, I, I'm never too proud to learn for something. Like, if you're better at it than me, I want to know how you do it so I can get better at it. Yeah. So, how did you go
1: from 450 pounds <laughs> – 275 pounds Two hundred sixty-seven was actually 67 was
0: lowest. do you want to do you want to open this can of worms
1: open i i, I want to know i mean like i i i mean i've seen pictures but like obviously like you know like one, one of the things that i try to do is like i'm like well one i'm not i'm not going to judge someone because i have plenty of like shit that i weren't i'm like 24 and two it's like that's a pass like who
0: the fuck am i to judge so i'm like all right but 450? four hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, so that's unknown. I I, got, I should I should start the story off by saying, we don't actually know how fat I was. That is a running theory. Oh shit. Because uh, I was weighed a couple times after the process started. So, like for example, like I saw four twenty with my own eyes after several weeks of starvation. Mm. So four fifty is kind of like the number I've associated with my top end, and the pictures kind of. lend themselves to believe it but i don't actually know what my top end was um i got a massively depressed i mean i was always a big dude i mean i graduated high school probably like 300 315 pounds okay that was basically my baseline weight yeah majority of my adult life um i like to think it was like an athletic 300 pounds yeah yeah yeah, sure you know it really wasn't now it's getting there but um I got, uh, got massively depressed. I was a full-blown alcoholic. Nice. Um, just not taking care of myself in any way, shape, or form. Weight started creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. The more uh, the weight creeped up, the more depressed I got. Not that yeah. they were, like, coinciding. Um, Doesn't help. But it didn't help. It just building upon each other. It was just getting worse and worse. Uh, you know, drinking and carrying on didn't help. Uh, you know, like, I actually uh, I passed out on stage one time when I was, I was that heavy, playing just because, like, I got short of breath and, like, passed out. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, and I was, I was drinking and carrying on, doing blow, all sorts of other stupid shit. Um, so the blow probably didn't help. But, um, yeah, and I, well, so the, the can of worms is when I was 24 years old, I got in a real bad fight down in Philadelphia. Okay. And then when I was 30 years old, I got convicted for that fight. So so do you want to talk about that, or do you That's know? Fun. Okay, yeah, because. Um, so when I was 30 years old, I ended up getting sentenced to two and a half years in state prison. Dope, okay. And that was one of the massive reasons I was I was so depressed, was this, this, this court case for this stupid fight came up, um, up into it, and like, everyone has their story. I, I've done other podcasts on this yeah. subject where we've spent like hours breaking down the complexity of my legal case. By all means, go listen to them, or we can honestly get into it one time if you want to. Sure. I don't care. It's a pretty epic story. But um, we'll be here all freaking night if we do it right now. <laughs> but the quick version is um, we were at a Flyers game. I was with a bunch of my buddies. We were drinking, carrying on, acting like goons. We are actually on a bus trip. We went from Philly uh, to the Devil Stadium okay. uh, to watch a game there. While we were there, I'm standing there drinking, and uh, – I hear these dudes that were on the bus with us, not friends with us, but like on the same bus trip, talking about beating up this N-word. And I'm like, you know, your ears perk up when you hear some yeah. aggressive talk like that. Yeah. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what are these guys talking about? Like, my buddy. Then, then I wasn't, then all of a sudden I realized they were talking about my friend. And I got one too many beers in me. And I'm like,
2: huh.
0: I'm going to assert myself into this conversation. But I went in all cool, like I'm part, like I'm with it. And I was like, yeah, "What are we talking about, boys?" And they got, and I end up punching the one dude square in the cheek and uh, knocking him down. And then we got kicked out of the game. And we're standing outside the game, or I, I'm standing outside the game, just waiting for the bus. About six of those dudes come outside, beat the shit out of me. And um, we go back to Philly. Round three, crazy fight breaks out. One of these dudes ends up getting stabbed, and then we find out two dudes end up getting stabbed. And we're like, "Oh man!" Like this was a. At this point, it wasn't like our fight yeah like it became just like a gigantic brawl like the court statements say like 50 plus combatants i mean it was it was one of the wildest things i've ever seen in my life we're like that's wild like glad we got out of there type deal yeah time goes by time goes by time goes by and then all of a sudden they're like blaming me for the stabbing and blaming my buddy chris who was the aforementioned n-word For the other stabbing. And we're like, how the hell did we get here? But we're like, yeah, justice will prevail. It drags on for six and a half years. Six and a half years. So over that six and a half years, mind you, and this is like the part where I'm like, you know, with the mental health stuff and the drinking and the drugging and all that stuff. Not not trying to make excuses. I was on my path from music and all that to being like a hard partier and all that. But like the depression kicked in because... We didn't know it was going to take six and a half years to have a resolution. It was always like uh, court will be in two months. Court will be in six months. And then for years, it was going to be every two weeks. And it just kept getting postponed. Investigations reopened, body yada, yada, yada. So the quick version to end it so before I go on a whole rant. No, you're good. Is, I mean, um, we, have, we have time. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't want to fuck with your format. No, you're but, good. Um, the, the quick version to, ra- to wrap it up. And we got, like I said, we can, we can do a whole episode yeah, yeah, this yeah. if you want to, um, was so we go to court finally. And I'm so excited to go to court. Like I am so like, I, I was a constable for six years. Like I believed in the justice system. Yeah. Like I was like, this is, it's not going to fail me. Like I, sh- I did, I, I punched people that night. Like I'm probably going to get some simple assault charges maybe, or some disorderly conducts at best case scenario. Yeah. Um, but like there's no way in hell they're gonna they're gonna pin me with this with this crap. Yeah. So trial comes and goes. My lawyer's not good. Not what I paid for. But I'm like, I'm still confident. You know what I mean? It was a three-day trial. It was a big trial. So they go to read the verdicts. They do my buddy Chris first. We had a married trial. Our trial was together. We go to read our front Not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. All charges. I'm like, oh, we did it. We fucking made it. And then they come up to me and they're like you know, city of Philadelphia versus Ryan. uh Yada yada. not guilty on the first charge. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. So then like, guilty, 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 guilty. And then I ended up getting charged with, with two aggravated assaults. And I was like, how the fuck did we get here? Like, it, it, it don't even make sense. Wow. Um, and my whole thing is, like, we can get into the deep details of it, I got theories, I got all sorts of other crap, but uh yeah, nothing makes sense and it was it was to me at the time it was like the worst thing ever like Well, yeah, obviously. I, I had just this this break in my ear like I always bring it up but like like in a movie like when a bomb goes off and there's that moment after the bomb goes off where like the person like wakes up and there's that deep yeah. ringing like that that's what happened like in the courtroom. Like I remember it was just a, and I was like, oh fuck went out so yeah ended up getting sentenced for this two and a half years so I did a few months of like because you don't go I didn't go I didn't go to prison right away okay um I had time which is another crazy thing in the case of things if you it was 10 months between when I was convicted and when I started my sentence so if I'm this horrible person that's running around stabbing people why the hell did they do that so they they, they convicted you for stabbing someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what my aggravated assaults were. Yep. I, uh, the, they can well. They never can. It's hard to say because the the charges for the stabbings were attempted murder, and that's what they found me not guilty of. But then the the plaintiffs were the stabbing victims, and then I got aggravated assaults against them. So, uh, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how, if I stabbed them, how it was not attempted murder. That's, what, that's where you I'm know, at. You know, it's, it's, it, like I said, it's this whole crazy shit. But, you know, you're, and at the same time, you're dealing with... The one thing you always got to keep in mind, too, I was 24 years old when this happened. I was 30 when I went to trial. So, like, you're dealing with people's memories six years later plus. You know? So, I, I just personally think somebody needed to go down. And, and it was I was I got screwed That's my personal belief on it um, There's a lot of other factors involved But Like I said We can we can save the juicy deets For another time Yeah But um, Wow So That's crazy But to, to, to wrap to the fitness side of things I, I was mad. Oh man Thoughts of suicide You know Just the whole nine But Nora was alive My daughter at this point uh, Nora Nora was a, was a baby um, And I was I was like got to pull it together, man. You got to pull your shit together. Yeah. So, day finally comes. I got to surrender and go to prison. I got dropped off at the lovely SCI Greaterford down the street here. Nice. It was still open. Freaking gladiator school, man. Like, uh, wild shit. That was my uh, indoctrination was six weeks there. Um, But while I was there, thank God it happened. Because I was coming out of this crazy fog. So, I had that 10 months where I was out on the street being convicted between I had to start my sentence. Um, partied my absolute dick off every day. Drinking, drugs, anything. I didn't want to live. You yeah. know what I mean? Eating anything I wanted to eat. Yeah. Like, I was fat at that point. I got really fat in that time. Because um, I was just completely unhappy with life. So, get to Greater Ford. It's like, you ever see Shank Redemption? Yeah. It's a very accurate movie. The, the door slams behind you, you walk in with like five, six, seven other guys that got like intake that day, everyone's hooting and hollering at you, and greaterford was that old school prison, two tiers, uh, 80 cells on a side, two sides, so you're talking up to 800 inmates on a block, possible, it's more like 600, but you got 600 people, oh, fish, oh, fuck you. Well, you, know, screaming at you. Throwing shit because all the windows are busted out in the cells. Oh, and you're, just, you're just marching in there with a pillow. You got a pillow and a toothbrush. That's what you got to your name and the clothes you're wearing. And you're like, I live here now. Yeah, this is where I live. So they put you to bed that night. Next morning you're in the routine. You know, I got no experience in this. I, I at that point in my life, I had spent. On night in, in, a, in a holding oh tank, you know, for some, gosh. like, hooligan shit I did in my early 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have experience Yeah. in this kind of shit. So, they crack us out, we do breakfast, you know. And in this block I'm on, it's all new intakes or parole violators. So, sure. like, no one has jobs yet. No one has yeah things to do in the prison. You're just on the block, food, yard, maybe medical. This is your life until you get shipped off to wherever you're going to spend your, the rest of your time. Oh, and then fuck. you can get a job and activities and school and things like that. So we got three yards a day. That's all you got to look forward to coming out of your cell. Yeah. It's the middle of summertime. It's like, I think I went in in August. I, remember, I think it was August. Hot as fuck. Sweating my balls up. 400 plus 50 pound blob. Yeah. I see the yards just wild. And there's like, and the yards there, like you don't have activities like regular prison either, because it's all intake shit. So there's like a basketball court. Okay. There's like dudes doing pull ups off a picnic table that they flipped over, and like that's what you got. Oh shit. So I just started walking because I realized I didn't want to stand anywhere because I didn't know where to stand. I didn't know who to stand with. I made a conscious decision in my life that just my principles, like yeah, you always know, say when you go into a prison you got to crew up with your race. Uh, fuck that. Um, that's just not me. Yeah. Um, now there's a lot of racial things you do have to abide by in prison, but like, I wasn't going to go up and like join the Nazis. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, like still. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not playing these games. So I didn't know where to stand, who to stand with. So I just started walking and three yards a day for six weeks there. And, and let's the, always leave this part of the story. Out. It's a free market in jail. Now I'm detoxing at this point from alcohol and other things. You can get anything you want in there. But I was like, "You know what? You got to get your head right, dude. You got to be you got to get your head on a swivel. You're you're just the, you're the softest target in here." That's what yeah. I kept telling myself. I mean, you are so soft. Like you're not going to crew up. You're yeah. you're so grossly out of shape. Like maybe you could fight when you were in your 20s, but you're you're a 30-year-old fat fuck now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this stops. That you're not getting out. Like no savior's gonna come get yeah. you out like you gotta survive this, so walked, walked 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 off like thirty some pounds um in those first few weeks. I'm mean, delirious, and you got these awful state boots, my toenails were falling off, my feet were turning black, like cracked bleeding, I'm wrapping like pieces of freaking torn sock around making my own bandages Jeez. and shit um just like but it couldn't stop and it was out of necessity. I'm not tough. I'm not like David Goggins or anything like yeah. that like. It was just out of necessity. I was like, you just got to stay moving, dude. Because if you slow down, somebody's going to catch up with you and try to talk with you, and then they're going to realize you're soft. Yeah. And I was like, can't have that. So got through Graterford just doing that. Got to my next stop, which was Camp Hill. That's when I was like a little bit better shape, a little bit better accommodations. But Camp Hill is really where you get like, um, they call it classification. So they figure out what makes you tick. You do a lot of psyche mm. valves. Very militaristic. Well, I do know Pennsylvania is very big on rehabilitation. Not some. Oh, really? I'll tell you stories. It's very fake. Oh, Uh, okay. That's what I learned. All those programs exist. All those programs exist. What They're co-opted, though, by people that are never getting out. Mm. So, yeah, all those Pell Grants for education and all those job, you know, skill training programs. Guys doing 10, 20 life work their way into these programs. You know what I mean? And they're not getting out anytime soon, if ever. Whereas these young inner city kids that are doing two to four year sentences, one to fives, two to yeah. sevens, whatever the case may be, that could benefit from learning some skills that are actually going to get out into the real world yeah. and get a second shot, they don't get those skills. So Fuck. why do you think they go out and reoffend? Because they didn't they didn't get no rehabilitation because they weren't there long enough to qualify for any of the programs because not weightless for so long. Oh, you got to qualify. Your, your level, your counts, your levels where it happens during this classification. If you're a dickhead, they're gonna give you a level four, maybe a level three. Um, you can't get some of those sweet jobs and gigs till you're a level two. So threes can get okay jobs, fours barely work. Uh, fives, you're in the hole. Uh, so you, know, you can't really get sweet gigs till you're like a two, and then they have like two R. And that, that, when you're a 2R, you can pretty much, that's when you can go outside of the fence. You can really get all those rehabilitations and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so, yes, yeah, those programs exist in Pennsylvania. Thank God they do. But they're, in my opinion, highly uh, mismanaged for where their, their use could be. So, got my classification. Started doing push-ups, things like that. And I got shipped to my home jail, which was Smithfield, which is uh, Huntington County, south of State College. And by the time I got there, I had two years left on my sentence, so I was like, "Dude, you're here for two years minimum, because that's your minimum sentence is two and a half." Um, I always said that was my sentence because I was going to get out on my minimum, minimum yeah. hell or high water. Um, and when I got there, dude, I uh, <clears throat> I took just fitness to like the next level. I was I was running, um, it was pathetic, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I was I was running. Uh, after a little bit of time there, they started doing CrossFit three days a week. Oh shit! Started doing CrossFit there. Uh, this is yeah. why it's always funny when I talk to people. How long have you been doing CrossFit? And I'm like, eh, you know, I started, I started this, but then I think I'm like, hey, my first two years were in prison. <laughs> 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 you know, um, leave that part out. Like when I went to get, uh, Can you, you just know, bring that just a little closer. I'm, yeah, you're good. I'm you're a good. Cross, you know, I'm a CrossFit yeah. coach. So like when I go to like my certification weekends and stuff, those questions always come up. Like, oh, where? What box did you start in? I was like Smithfield State Correctional Institution. Um, <laughs> Dude, I
1: I think that's dope. It was dope. That is that is really cool because like think about it this way too, and it's kind of superficial, but it's like everyone's going to like this place to get theirs, this place to get theirs. Nah, I got mine the hardest fucking, the hardest fucking way, way you possible. could earn
0: it. Yep. So. uh yeah, like, and uh, that was the thing. Like, I got a pretty good reputation in my prison because everybody knew that, that Zig, like, refused gang life. You know, it's still prison. You got to do some things sometimes. Yeah. But, like, you know, Zig kind of was refusing gang life, staying out of everybody's way. I always stayed super respectful. Like, I was, my thing My thing in prison was, I called it, like, assertive respect. I was very, very assertive when I had to be. Like, you're not gonna, you're not going to take something from me. You're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna like bully me in any way, shape, or form. But I'm gonna show you nothing but the utmost respect. There. I'm gonna hold doors. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my manners. But you're not gonna push up on me. And my thing that I realized very quickly, when you're not affiliated with any kind of gang, when you're just trying to do the right thing, but you're assertive, you're a hard target. Now here's the thing, you're some gangster. Like yeah, I had things. My 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 family and friends were taking really good care of me. The the music scene, the the amount of letters I got, the amount of mo- they would put on benefit concerts for me and send me the money. So I had food, I had yeah. sneakers. You know, I was I was living as good as you can live. Yeah. In in prison. Um. So I had a lot of things you could take, but they realized that like, oh Zig's Zig's not a bitch. Works out like a fiend in the yard. Like he's he's just out there getting it. But he's not crewed up, he's not this. You're rolling with some crew. You're a you're, you're blood, you're a Latin king, you're whatever. Um, you're, gonna, you're not going to risk going to the hole, getting in a fight with me over nothing. Yeah. When like I don't do anything wrong, when you could go beat up that child molester and take something from him. Or you could go beat up that guy from a rival crew and take yeah. something from him. Then you're a hero. Like You're just risking getting in trouble fucking with me when For I don't nothing. really do anything wrong. Other than yeah. you may want like a soup, like you know, you really going to take a whole shot over soup? Because I'm going to fight you for the soup. Yeah, I don't want, and that was my thing. I was like, I don't want to. I don't. I want to go home, dude. Like it is what it is. But yeah. like, I'm also not going to give you anything. So what yeah. are you going to? What are you going to do about it? Respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's wild. So like, what is what is the most wild thing you've seen in there? Uh the craziest thing I ever saw. It was it was disgusting, man. Um, I was walking. Uh, I got I got sober in prison too. I um, forgot we were on a podcast for a second. Yeah. I was just so we're glued just having a conversation. To you? Uh, dude, I'm telling you, we could I could do a th- I've done some long podcasts telling my story, but uh Me
1: asking that question like pulling up like I was like I was so glued to you I was like there is a microphone in front of my face. Yes. Yeah um, you were saying.
0: So uh I got sober in prison and my sponsor was this guy, Drew. Um just just crazy story, man. He, he was uh he was a marine. Uh, got out of the Marines, got into, like, drinking and drugs, uh, like, in the 90s. Mm, mm. Um, didn't like civilian life, like, at all. Got hooked on some crazy drugs, ended up robbing a bank. Oh. That's, um, um... Yeah. Uh, and then he was just basically, it was this sad story of, like, three long prison sentences where, like, he just basically was in high school, the Marines... State prison, federal prison, state prison. So I got him on the third state prison bid. And by this point, he was really trying to turn himself around because he realized he had just wasted. He was in his 40s at the time. He wasted his whole life. So he became this, like, he was the guy in there for, like, uh, he was the perfect guy for somebody like me Yeah, to help me get clean because, like, I was still pretty hard-headed and not open-minded. You know, like, I remember him, uh, you know, this is just a good side story on him, but he was, like, you know, when you're, when you're getting sober, you do your step work and your four steps, you're fearless and searching moral inventory. Um, so you gotta, you gotta list all the bad shit you ever did. Yeah. And he was helping me do that. It takes a long time if you really put a lot of thought and effort into it. And it came to stealing. He gave me like prompts. It came to stealing. And I didn't write anything down. And he's like, motherfucker, you never stole nothing. I'm like, dude, no, like I've never even shoplifted. Like. I don't, oh, I don't steal. He goes, yeah. how about the time you're stealing from your fucking daughter right now for being a fucking idiot and being in prison? And I was like, uh, we're getting deep. Like, that's the type of, like, he was on some gangster recovery shit. Wow. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go cry for a few hours, and then we're going <laughs> to re- then then revisit this. Um, but that's the type of guy he was. And so I say that to say that, see, you know, this guy had done a massive amount of time at this point. We're walking on the track one day, just me and him just bullshit and catch up. He was one of my good buddies in there. We're walking across the track, and, like, the energy just shifts on the yard. You could always tell when something's going to go down. But Drew just slaps me on my belly. He goes, cut across the fucking grass right now. Like, it's like he had, like, a third, like, a, you know. Yeah. Third eye popped up, and he was he saw what was about to happen. So we start to cut across the yard, and this fucking guy, 10 feet in front of us, pulls a fucking sword out of his pants. It was a lawnmower blade he had stolen from the maintenance shop and filed down, and he hacked this fucking guy up to pieces, and it it, it all, you know, as you can imagine, like, all fucking hell broke loose, and it was just like, okay, uh, and just just a firm reminder, at this point, I'd been in for a while, I'd seen some crazy shit, but like, it's like, just a reminder, this is where you live. This is, this is like how you're living. That's crazy. Um, that, was, that was the craziest shit I ever saw. That was that was pretty nuts. I've never heard a story like that before. Yeah. That's it's the world. And I always say I was extremely lucky. Because Smithfield, every, prisons go in cycles. Okay. Like, very calm, very wild. Like, you hear these stories about these awful, horrible prisons. And some just are worse than others. But a lot of times, it's cycles. Yeah. So, like, the wrong inmates crowd up in one facility for too long, the guards get lax, whatever the case may be, and that facility goes bonkers for a while, and then they shift inmates around. Yeah. Of the two years I was at Smithfield, one and a half of them were, like, pretty chill by, like, state prison standards. Like, we okay. had fights, we had stabbings, tons of drugs, but, like, we had a shitload of old school lifers that kind of kept everything relatively chill. Yeah. It wasn't, like, the worst place to be. And then my last six months, I was there. They closed Greaterford, they shipped all sorts of new people up mm. and, like, a lot of, like, more high-level gang guys and stuff. And then shit, shit got live, like, my last couple of months there. But by that point, I was so, like, in my routine, in my world. Yeah. It didn't affect me too bad other than having to see some, like, you, you notice, like, violence was up. Like, you'd be walking to Chow, and they'd be like, some blood like on the on the concrete. Oh, You'd be like, oh, fuck. somebody got got earlier. Great, cool. We'll oh be locked down goodness. later. <laughs> like while they search everybody. That's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. Dude, that it's 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 just so wild. Like, like the, the the
1: most I've seen was like when I was like in high school. We took like a business law class and uh, you got to go to uh Monco. Good uh, Montgomery County. And um it was just like like so we so like we were in um one of the pods like I guess is what they call them mm. and in front of us now i mean i need i need you to get this image in your head real quick
0: i've never been to Monaco, but i'll try
1: yeah so i'm just saying like i need you to imagine right 30 what fucking spring fort kids right oh, yeah in a jail and fought like we are in like the cell like this massive cell there's like this, it kind of looks like this. It's like massive, it's all open, there's a TV, TV, then there's a level, and then a level, each one has like individual like rooms, like yeah, cells. The pod. The pod. Yeah. They're all out. Day they're room. all hanging. It's called day room. It's day, yeah. Block out. We're chilling. Dudes sitting sit on the table, the guys sitting here, they're like talking to us, like it's a normal
0: Tuesday, and there's nothing between no button. Nope. Coolest experience I ever had in my life. I believe it, because one, you're 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 dealing with county prisoners, and I always say like county, you're more likely to get in drama and fights in county. But you're more likely to die in state. Damn. There's a lot more drama in county, but the stakes are a lot higher in state. So like county's no joke. Yeah. You're you're, you're gonna go there, you're probably gonna get you know are probably gonna get some fights, you're probably gonna get banged on and stuff, but like I don't think the circumstances are as high, at least in my experience. And I was only in county very briefly. Um you ever been banged up? Uh, I got honestly, I only got in one fight in prison. Uh, it was with my celly. I beat the fucking shit out of him, and I was basically crying. Like, you know, any joke, you call me dad. Yeah. I felt like a father, like, spanking his child. Because um, <laughs> he was just this dumb fucking central PA white kid uh. that just, just was so stupid. And the thing was, like, if you were my celly, I rode with you. If yeah. I'm eating, you're eating. We're watching TV. Let's find something we both want to watch because yep. I had a TV. Like, I wasn't a dickhead cellie at any means other than, like, I snore and, like, I'm taking the bottom bunk. These are non-negotiables. When it's time for me to shit, you're going to face the wall and you're not going to move till I'm done. And I shit for a long time. <laughs> you know? um, but other than that, like, I, I, I tried to be as cool of a fucking cellie as I yeah. could be. And then this kid Cody, my cellie at the time, man, he uh, – I went to the shower take a shower and there was somebody in there and I did not want to like blow that person's spot up cause they weren't supposed to be in there. So I quit like dip back to our cell and there he is in my shit taking stuff. Like there's a thing in prison where like if you let that happen and it gets out that you let that happen, it's going to keep happening. So I literally walked in and mind you, I'm in a towel and my boxers and I'm like Cody and he looks at me like a deer in headlights. I'm like, you're, you're making me do this, dude. Like we got to go. Like we got to do this now cause it, like, You've literally gave me no like but like if you wanted chips, ask me for chips, I would have said eat chips. You know what I mean? Like you you want a soup, have a soup. I've never told you no in the couple weeks we had been Sally's like you're I find you robbing me? And like, yeah, it was really sad. I didn't want to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it. He knew. Uh, yeah, he knew I actually talked to him a few more times. He he ended up going to the hole for a long time. I never saw him again because he was he got so hooked on drugs while he was in there. He he was bad before, he got worse in there. Fuck. But uh no, I truly I was I was very lucky in prison cuz I had a uh I, like I said, I had a very good reputation and then like we started this whole tangent with the fitness stuff, but yeah. like pretty quickly, like I got in shape, man. I was in the weight room 3 4 times a week. I was running, doing burpees and shit in the yard every yard I had. Damn. I was uh I was uh doing CrossFit 3 days a week. I mean, I got in pretty fucking good shape. You know, I had my whole respectful, assertive situation down. I made a couple good, key friends with good, good to know people. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. networked a little bit. Yeah. I had a pretty good system. Uh, the biggest problem I had was uh, they weren't, like, the Nazi gang at my prison was, like, a very fake Nazi gang. I always, like, yeah. put up the uh, the caveat that it had it been, like, a real, like, Aryan brotherhood or anything like that. It might, have been a diff- it, yeah. it might have been a different story. PA doesn't really deal with that kind of level of stuff. They have different, like, smaller, weird crews. Um, those guys fucking hated me cause obviously I, 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 turned them down and told them they were clowns. Yeah. Um, and then I have some, some tattoos from my past life of, uh, you know, being a criminal yeah. that, that contradict their lifestyle. Well, um, it's funny
1: cause you, sh- you should have told them like
0: one of the situations that happened the one night with you defending your buddy. Well, that's, I wouldn't have, so, but they can just tell from my tattoos that I am against them. Oh uh, nice. Okay. Uh, just just like it's, it's, like obvious to you they they got swastikas on them. They're on that team. Mm. Might not be as obvious the stuff that I yeah. have, but the stuff that I have says I'm on another team. Um oh the the good people team. I'm on, yeah, I tried like I try. Um so there was one funny situation where uh for a while they were they were really like kind of angry with me. And uh at one point they told me like I can't work out in the yard with my shirt on off anymore cuz of my tattoos. So that just made me work out with my shirt like off all the fucking time. (laughs) Uh, So I really thought it was gonna come, but it it never ended up coming. And you know, I'm not saying it's because I was like a tough guy or anything. I really think it comes down to like, why would a gang waste the manpower? Yeah. Because if you fight in prison, you're gonna go to the hole. Yeah. Like, like unless you get so lucky that you happen to do it, nobody sees it. And you plan it really well, and you go into a dark corner, like, you beat up your celly. Like, that happens all the time, because there's no cameras in the cells. Yeah. But, like, you're not going to do that to somebody you're trying to make an example of. You want everybody to see you beat that person up. Yeah. So now, everyone's going to go to the hole. Why are you going to go to the hole for some unaffiliated guy that you just don't like his tattoo? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think that's more or less. It's not because I'm so tough that they didn't want oh, yeah. th- to do it. No, they just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. It, it, I yeah. mean, I mean
1: that explanation makes sense to yeah. me. Because again, I don't really, and I'll be honest, I don't, I don't have all that experience. Yeah. I mean, like, crazy shit in my life was I used to live in Trenton. Like Please
0: uh, don't get those experiences. I, I'm I were afraid
1: of you beating the shit out of me. I of work. Doing
0: that I work extremely hard now. Like it's one of my life's goals, just to, like help people. Yeah, avoid those kind of decision making that like lines you up in that place and God forbid you do end up going to that place I've helped quite a few people like hey dude here's the game plan like we're gonna we're gonna yeah set you up for as much success as possible while you have to go through this but I'm telling you that you really you really created a
1: good community like even people like I told you this one about Christine it's like Uh, where people want to be in this room doing like like laborious things and have fun doing it because they know you're gonna be there
0: Appreciate that. You know, that's, that's the goal, man. That's the goal. I want to, this stuff changed my life so much for the better that like, if it can pull me out of this horrible depression, this horrible alcoholism, this horrible legal situation, this horrible financial situation. Cause like I, you know, I lost all my money when all that shit was going on. Um, you know, I put my family through so much hard times, Yeah, you know, dealing with all that. Um, if we can, as a unit, come out of that, still have a strong, healthy family, get sober, get healthy, worry mm-hmm. about the right things, um, learn what matters and what doesn't matter, man. Like, I used to give a shit what people thought. I know it's, like, cliche to be like, oh, I don't give a shit what people yeah. think. No, I still do. But now I don't react on it.
2: Oh, you okay, know what that I mean? Sense. Like
0: Because it's like, what matters and what doesn't? You made that amazing compliment to me a minute ago. Yeah. Love that. So if I'm helping 10, 20, 30 people do that and there's some haters over here, does it really matter that there's no. haters over there? Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if even if there's 50 haters, if you're helping 30, it's not like everybody hates you. you know what well, I mean? see, like,
1: the, there's this, and, and, and I say it all the time, I have to watch where I say it, but it was a stupid, stupid Facebook video like – four years ago and it was this dude i don't remember even who it was but he goes get a problem today fuck him you woke up this morning water water was all messed up fuck him that guy's being a dickhead guess what and it replays in my head all the time where it's like so i like yo man fuck
0: you fuck him i just keep yeah. walking keep pushing As my buddy Gio always says i i love like i love like getting a road rage thing or some." come across i can i've come across a few situations just real recently where like people were testing my inner gangster <sighs> and i'm like you know what they don't need to know my inner gangster because my inner gangster makes decisions that land you in stories like we just told yeah you know what's more gangster what ignoring the fuck out of them and going home to my awesome wife and my beautiful children and showing up at the gym and getting tons of high fives and lifting some heavy shit and then repeating the cycle tomorrow. Yeah. Because you know that. what? You're not in the yard watching people get hacked to pieces. <laughs> That's weird. I'm gonna you're, laugh. You're though. not, yeah. I laugh about it all the time. You're not you're not eating the worst fucking food you've ever eaten in how, your fucking life. How is prison food? It's terrible. And they fuck with you sometimes with your food. Like if they want to punish you, like I'm not talking shit. I I I have many friends that are prison guards. In fact, I had a few friends. I have, a buddy, were,
1: was a I have a
0: few friends that were prison guards that looked out for me while I was in prison and helped me with my stay. I got, I got love and respect, but and I think they would all agree with this. The gloves are on with the guards these days. It's, this isn't the 70s anymore where the guards are going to go in and beat the shit out of you once in a while. That stuff happens, but like, it's not like back in the day. So how do, if inmates are being dicks, do they get their revenge? It's in ways, it's in subtle ways like that. Like, I know, like, when we had a string of really bad fights, all of a sudden the food got real small on the tray. You know what I mean? Like, we had a couple days where, I'm not kidding you, there was, like, a ladle of watered-down soup and a slice of white bread. And it's like, here's your fucking lunch. And it's like, yo, it's supposed to be chicken patty day. Well, I ain't got no fucking chicken patties. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, you know, I I get what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah you know so you no know, but even though on a good day like the food's food's horrible it's hard like to get big and strong in prison you you need money cuz you got to be buying commissary yeah where you got to have scams going like i had scams i didn't smoke but i would was, was buy tobacco like i would say like i was a really good inmate yeah i wasn't a perfect inmate cuz yeah. you still got to survive yeah so like well i didn't do drugs or gang things like I did do sports books. I liked sports betting. Okay. You know, just because I needed something fun to do <laughs> while yeah. I was there. So I had, like, a fantasy football team and shit. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, the dude who ran it was a legit Philly mob guy. And oh he was God. fucking awesome. That's dude. so cool. I know he killed a bunch of people in the 80s or whatever. <laughs> but, like, he ran a tight ship. He ran a tight ship. He had a good book. He always paid. But uh, uh I had these scams going for food because everyone knew I was, like, a workout fiend where uh, – I would have rolled cigarettes, but oh, I didn't smoke. Okay. So if you came back on hard-boiled egg day, two eggs was a smoke. So I'd have all these fiends that didn't have money on their books, like coming by my cell, like hand, like it was, like doing drug handoffs. But it's it, it's five six fucking eggs. hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> I'm passing on cigarettes for hard-boiled eggs. Dude, this eggs. Man's getting six, six grams of protein. Six <laughs> grams yep. of protein. Yep, that's how I was doing it. Uh, you could get protein shakes in there. They were uh, they were super expensive. They were these single-use packets. I'd stretch them to two uses. They were like three bucks a shot. Mm. Strawberry only. I hate strawberry. I'll never drink strawberry protein powder again in my mm. life. But you could get that. Um, but yeah, you, know, you could uh, you could make it work. But you you needed money to if you wanted to stay strong like that. Even getting in the weight room, it's not like the movies either, where uh, the weights in the yard. We had machines in the yard, like mm-hmm. fixed machines. Uh, horrible. Fixed machines, but fixed machines. But other than that, you want to go to the freeway room. That was a privilege. You had to earn that. You had to stay on people's good side. Like I was lucky that the sports director was married to my boss. I worked. Oh. In the, I worked in the drug and alcohol counseling department. Okay. So I was a teacher's aide. Okay. At a peer aide. Uh, and my teacher's aide that I worked for, like my teacher, was her husband was the uh, sports director. Okay, I understand. So that. she I'm kept there, me. There. She kept me cycled in the in oh, the weight okay. room. But I mean, yeah. like that's a privilege. Like you got to get. You got to get all that stuff. Oh, um, and it's tough. You that's think it's crazy. hard to get equipment in our gym on a busy day? Try like needing the squat cage, and there's like 15 Latin kings just hanging around the squat cage. <laughs> it's pretty hard. That's I, terrifying. It, you know, it was funny that by the time I left, that's who I was working out with. With the Latin kings? The Latin kings. And they don't even speak English. They're like, ah, oh, puppy. And I'm like, Yeah, oh, let's go. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. What lift? Oh, it's great, yeah. dude.
1: But it, it it really is cool because like you know like um, I was always hesitant to ask because I was like because again I always and, and, this, and this is the thing like especially coming from like Jersey and then here and like a lot of people that, like that I was friends with it's like you can't you know
0: no I you I just bl-
1: can't judge someone on that and I was and in my head it's like I hear so many good things about you and then like, Kevin said something and I was like okay yeah.
0: right. and, oh, Fuck, so Kevin <laughs> it's always Kevin well Kevin should hate me I was really mean to him while we worked together oh, but he deserved God. it. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm really, I'm really open and honest about my story. the The biggest problem, oh, choking. <clears throat> the biggest problem with my story is, it's so difficult to to sp- explain briefly. Yeah. Because, like, if I tell you the quick version, it makes it sound like I am very guilty. And the thing is, in my opinion, I am very guilty of a lot that night. I made a series of horrible decisions that compounded on each other that now 10 shit 15 years later you know i I can draw a straight line i I can see how the dominoes would fall that way yeah um so a lot of times when i'm just like quickly telling the stories it's like yeah yeah you know i got in this fucking fight and uh, i did the time because that's the truth but it's also the truth is like I didn't fucking stab anybody. I didn't see anybody get stabbed. Yeah. Like that that whole that whole thing to me is a fucking mystery. And look, I have no skin in the game at this point to lie about it. Yeah. Like crime is done. Time is done. I, I think it would make me cooler in some people's eyes if I was like, Yeah, I fucking stick stick these dudes up, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fuck them, they're racists. Like, no, like didn't i have my theories now on who did it after like years of my own investigation because somebody on my side did it
2: uh you know what i mean
0: like it was like a us versus them type of fight uh, okay you know I, I got some theories you know on who did it but it, you know what what am i gonna do Times. hey done. i need you to i need you to rat yourself out because what i'm gonna get that time back you're not i'm not and you know what's great that time profoundly changed my life for the better I found health, I found fitness, I found a sense of confidence that can only come with struggle. Yeah. That, like, I survived this, 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 this. Why can't I get up and go to work today? Like, why can't I provide for my son That yo, know, my son's being a dick today. Why can't I stay calm with him? You stayed calm in the face That's of... A nugget. Yeah, you stayed calm in the face of gangsters, like, trying to take shit from you. Why can't you be calm with your three-year-old throwing a tantrum? You know what I mean, like, or like that young buck, you know, big chip on his shoulder guy, like brushes you off or or gets in a car road rage thing with you or whatever the case yeah. may be. What do I have to prove to this guy? He ain't walked till his feet bled. He yeah. ain't walked till his toenails fall off. He didn't stand up to the gang trying to recruit him and go, "You're all clowns." Like he, you can't take that from me. What do I have to prove to you? So, like, as much as I hate what happened to me, especially now, more for Nora missing two and a half years with me growing up, not that she really remembers it, because she really doesn't. Um, Not the horrible situation I put my wife in and the financial burden I put her and our family in that we're still digging out from, you know, years later. Um, Like, that's the stuff I feel bad for now. But, like, what directly happened to me wouldn't wish it on you. But, like, what a lesson to be learned. You can't, you, you can't, yeah. you can't learn some of this knowledge any other way. You know, so I feel some, like such some a people pussy. have their struggle.
1: We listen to this. Well, I, but, I, I, I know you're going to say it, but it, it, it's so, it's wild because, you know, a lot, and I think this is a good lesson for a lot of people that are out there listening to it, is like, there's a lot of people and a lot of stories you hear, especially, like, you know, in Norristown, coming from Trenton, or yeah. like, even people just like in this area where it's like, they're hooked on drugs. They went in and out of jail. They're bouncing six months to bounce, whatever it is, and then it's like they come out and they're still on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh,
0: those are the people I want to help so bad.
1: Well, so that and that's the thing. I think a lot of people see that, right? And people and like this this big popular show that just came out. It was massive. Even I watched it. It was you you Euphoria on HBO, and it's like people see all these things of like you know, people coming out of jail, you come out of rehab facilities. But it's really cool to see someone like you, who's not going to share this awesome story, to like people that are out there listening, and be like, "Dude, like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you can fucking, excuse me, do it. You, uh, you one hundred percent can do it, but you got to want to do it. Mm-hmm. You're the only one that can do the work, and you can't wait for a second to think that the state's going to rehabilitate you, or AA is going to rehabilitate you, or whatever. Those things may be able to help." But, like, you got to want to do it. And yeah. you have to be tough enough to do it because, and I'll tell you right now, if you're not willing to do it, I'll say it. That guy, that kid right now that you probably know in your age group, because your age group's like, the prime demographic for in and out of prison. Yeah. You know, the start of this whole thing, that mid-20s, you know, that, that time. I'll say it. If you've done your little weekends where you're slap on the wrist and you're coming out and you're still acting like a jagaloon. it's because you're not tough. Mm. it's because you're not tough you're not tough enough to recognize that like this is a stupid way to live through life yeah and the hard work like Jacqueline. is not living like that the hard work is changing everything changing who you hang out with how you hang out with them how you associate with them yeah the, that's e that's hard it's easy just to fall back in your old routines it's easy to say yeah I'm gonna have a beer tonight it's easy to yeah. say oh, I'm gonna smoke a joint tonight it's easy yeah. to, you know whatever I'm gonna do a fucking line of coke tonight you think I don't watch the Wolf of Wall Street and want to throw blow in my face? Mm-hmm. Blow's awesome.
1: I know. But guess what? I'm, um, it's, that's out there now. Everyone knows that. Yeah. It's
0: awesome for that night. Yeah. But what's it doing for you tomorrow? You're going to get up and go to the gym tomorrow? Yeah. You're going to take care of your kid tomorrow? You're going gonna to do all these things? Like yeah. it's, it's not that awesome. But I'm not saying that people don't have to be sober. I don't believe that everybody has drug and alcohol problems where like abstinence is the only way. Yeah. Like that's not me. My, yeah. my wife still drinks. She drinks in front of me. I can't drink. Well, I'm not gonna stop her from drinking. Yeah. But there's plenty of nights where I tell her, hey, you had one, maybe two. We gotta train tomorrow. Mm. You got a competition in three weeks. Yeah. Is that third glass of wine gonna help you get that rep? Yep. Probably not.
1: Well, that was a conversation I had, I had to ask myself last night. Cause I, well, you saw me what this morning? And yeah. you look like shit. Uh, yeah, I did. And you know what's wild? Is so last night, they were also all the text. They all had this big Halloween party over in Westchester, and, it, and I got out of there, and it was like it was like eleven fifteen. I'm showered. I'm in my chair. Everyone's calling me. I'm like, I gotta really make it. I gotta make a lifetime decision right now. It was like I compete in a week. I worked fourteen hours.
0: Who are you competing against?
1: Oh, some random like really. He's gonna get crushed. I won't even worry about him, guys.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, do you ever heard of him? I think we'll put the stats up here in, in a week. <laughs> No, Matt and I are competing against each other next yeah, it'd Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be cool, dude. It's gonna it, be awesome. I'm so looking forward. to it. Where, where's Kevin? Kevin, we should have had Kevin here, right, to Right? Hype to, us to up. Hype it up. Meanwhile, though, I'm, I already know I'm just gonna be like, Yo, Matt, this is how you beat me. Well, it. it was. Well,
1: actually, well, no. I want. I, and again, I keep complimenting you, which is kind of funny. But like, you did text me the other day. You're like, Hey, do you need help, like prepping and things like that? And like, you know, it's cool to see that. And I think we had a conversation last time about you showing how to use the gentleman, how to use your figure eights or mm. how to use figure eights <clears throat> on a guy that beat you by like point whatever of a second. Point
0: zero two sec Zero two seconds. How does that make point you? F- zero two. Oh, man. It stings, but I always say that's how I want my son to lose. Yeah, you said that. Uh, yeah. Gentlemanly way to go, but
1: yeah. But no, it's it's cool, and 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 again, not many people are like that. Because like again, I've I've wrestled against guys, I have played football against guys, I've I've lifted against guys, where it's like they'll they'll start whispering sweet nothing in your ear just
0: so you don't get the lift. Or. I think it comes down to a lot of the stuff we're talking about today too, though. It's like what do, what do what's 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 cooler? Like putting another fucking three dollar medal on my mantle because that's where they go, or like passing on some knowledge.
1: Well that's symptom that's that Roman I mean. Said that's just, too cool
0: yeah. to me. Like I like I'd, I I want I want all the people we train with, like, I want them to excel. And if excelling means beating me, right on. Dude, can we just start with the fact that like from day one of you guys coming there we had that big crew
1: and we still have a big crew. It's massive. Yeah. Dude it's it's so cool. Like and what's what's even cool, I'll shout him out. Like Destin, him and I become so close I now the, the man. Dude I Fucking love him, dude. He's so dope.
0: Like I, uh, he was he was somebody that like trained with me at Pack, but not like, not really. Like, yeah, he was a- he was there. He started kind of coming to the strongman classes we had there for a minute, and then like everything went down. That went down, and then like he like popped up in in like the gym setting, and it's like a duck in water. Like he found yeah. like that's where he. And he's just yeah. Like, I think that transition for him <clears throat> was, was better for, than almost anybody else's transition. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what, like, just being around more people his age, what, yeah. whatever the case was, but, like, he's thriving in that environment I'm and it makes you, me, like, extremely happy. Dude, it, I, and and
1: I always say it. I've shot them out a million times. Like, Jim and Amy. Yeah. I, I, I think it helps when they are very, like, lift, have a great time. You guys are awesome. Keep yeah. being amazing. Like Don't break my turf. Don't break my... <laughs> Yeah, they are very – if if anything, I have seen Amy and Jim, like, give people crap out of the turf than, like, bending a bar.
0: Yeah. They like that you turf. Because every Sunday I got stressed because, like, I feel mm-hmm. responsible for anything that happens yeah. in that class. Yep. So, like, when I see the block bouncing off the crash pads onto the turf, I'm like, oh, that's, that's – they put that stress on me. Yeah. But, yo, but it's because they're so awesome – Wanna, I want to do
1: right by. Him. Yep, Cody and I are the same way. Like, so like when, when we when we did stones, we'll go to the, that side, and like I am moving mats. I he goes, he's like, all right, should we, we put the ones on the side? I'm like, no, we should be good. Just don't drop them. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm stressing. Mm-hmm. And a normal, I guess, 24 year old would be like, eh, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, yeah, no, they get my money. They get my yeah. No, it's not like that. Yeah, no. uh, I'm I'm very like, or like if, if I see someone like using a bar on slam slamming, I'm like. Jim, we didn't even
0: pay for that. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What else you got for me? I don't know. You, you dude. opened up the huge can of worms. I did. Oh, I told you I'd tell you the uh oh, yeah. this, the, the, the reality TV story. Yes. I got stories, man. Dude, it's, it's just. Sorry. <laughs> I
1: for, for for a hot minute there, just before you tell it, I need you to understand. And I everyone out there that I've had on, I still love you guys. It's nothing personal. It's just. We were having like a like a, like a connection there, and I was so like internalizing like trying to like every situation you were talking about i'm like visualizing in my head and i'm like and i'm like oh whoa like this broke into my eye line i line of sight uh, oh, I yeah. went,
0: this is being recorded but yeah so no nah, i mean like that that that's the cool shit that was like i i've had like these wild cool experiences and like yeah i don't know i, I don't mind i don't mind sharing my my one thing is like if I was to ever do like an autobiography, I feel like people would read it and be like, "This is bullshit," <laughs> you know. Like I would need so I would need to like, as the youth say, like I would need to put so many receipts in there. <laughs> you Should we we ever see I mean? this? <laughs> this is cat, brother. Yeah. Like I would need to put so many receipts in there. Well, speaking of people wild like, shit, yeah. you said you have ah, a, so no. You are good. You are good. He was asking this. me before we got on. Before we got on, he was. We were talking about music shit. I had to stop him. Like, and wait, I want to
1: get this on recording. Yeah.
0: Um. So there was a, a thing like. And one thing I always say with, like, the band shit that I did in my 20s, like, uh, late teens and 20s, like, I could tell the stories one way and make them sound, like, really epic, like, rock star shit. Yeah. But, like, the reality is, like, we were a blue-collar band, like, struggling to make a living, but we were doing it. Yeah. So, keep in mind like the caliber that I'm talking about. Like we were, we're talking like medium high level punk rock here, but like with nice. some label backing, you know, whatever. So, dope. Uh, so, we got my band, I was in this band called Animal Houses. My favorite band I was ever in, it was it was this magical band. I'd still I swear I'd still be doing it. Uh, but our singer passed away. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and nah, was he was one of my best friends. Um but uh it was just just lightning in the bottle for a few years, like 2010 to like we played our last. We played our tribute show to John when he passed away, like in 2014. But like really, like 2010 to 2012, like this band was like doing it. Yeah, we were making decent money. We were on the road. We got a small record deal, so we got signed to this record label, One Day Savior. Did some notable, you know, big, notable bands on it back in the day or whatever. But at this point, like they weren't doing much. A Couple active bands. So uh, the owner of the label comes to me because I kind of handled all the business for the band. He comes to me, he's like, I got this idea for a reality TV show. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Like, this is going to be dumb. Um, but he's like, no, like, this is legit. Like, this is happening. Like, I got, I, I've got money, people putting money into it. Like, we're making a pilot. Like, we want you guys to be involved. Oh, my And gosh. I'm like, all right, well, like, what's the show? Because I'm thinking, like, you can't film my band. Like, my band is degenerates. We were drunken hooligans. Like that was the theme of that band. Animal House was like, We were coming it's to an your town. Yeah, yeah, we were coming to your town to fucking party it down and leave. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, what what's the band? Like, what's the what's the plot? He tells me he, he had this real pretty kind of boy band, like they played instruments, but like they were basically a boy band okay. like on the label. He had kind of this like indie rock band. I think there might have been a hip hop guy involved. And then our band. And the, the premise was gonna be following around. These working class bands of varying genres and like just seeing how they did like how yeah. this world sure, works. Sure, sure, like sure. not it's not all tour buses and stadiums. Like this is what like a club band, you know, bands playing the small clubs circuit or or dealing with. And I'm like, that's a really cutting cool premise. Yeah. Um and you guys are the you guys are the wild card. You, you guys are the party band. Like we want you to like lean into it. I'm like, You want that to fucking lean into it? <laughs> I don't think you understand these guys. Like I was like the cleanest one, and I was bad. Holy you know? shit! Um, and I was like, oh, all right. So we set up a string of shows. We set up like, I don't know, it was like three or four shows. We did like Pittsburgh, Wheeling, West Virginia, somewhere in Ohio, and Detroit. Okay. Um, and we picked those cities because like they were cities that tended to like go hard. Yeah. Like, for sure. Wheeling, West Virginia, is a magical place in my heart. <laughs> Never because been. these coal mining hillbillies, there's no law. Oh my so God. you take a band like Animal House and put them in a crystal meth infused coal mining town with no laws. We had some epic nights oh in Wheeling, God. West Virginia. Epic. So we pick Wheeling. So this camera crew comes with us. like, in a su- I, I knew we were fucked from the start because like, these dudes come and like, they're, like, tight little blazers, and they're, like, artsy. Like, they, they look like kids that got hired, like, right out of, like, UArts okay. in Philly. You know what I mean? And, like, okay. the 2000s. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these guys are going to die. Um, and they they come with us on this, this string of shows. And, you know, we played Wheeling. It was fucking crazy. We, uh, we, we partied one of the camera crew guys so hard he ended up shitting his pants. Like, <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, day one, I remember, like, we, I wake up the next day after the Wheeling show, I think was the first show, and I'm on, like, the balcony of the hotel on the phone with my label guy, like, going, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, like leave the camera people alone. I'm like, we didn't, like, make them party with us. Like, we're just fun. You know? <laughs> like, so, uh, fast forward, we get to Detroit. Oh, man. Um, there is this epic fight after the show at this after party like one percent bikers got involved there was guns there was there was an explosion like i'm I'm making it up you know what i mean like at one point i ended up we weren't involved in the fight because at the time like my legal shit had just happened
1: oh i
0: understand like had just happened so So, like like, i literally had like the camera crew i was like film me here film me like oh i'm here that's going on over there you know what i mean like i want a camera on me at all times i need the evidence (laughs) yeah um type shit because i just found out that they were like considering me for that shit and i was like scared yeah so then at one point like we're kind of like 10 yards away from the fight while it's going on and a fucking gun like slides across the pavement like kind of like towards me and i'm like Turn the fucking camera off <laughs> because <laughs> I'm picking this gun up because if anybody's going to have a gun, it's going <laughs> to be me because this is getting real. Um, so I end up with, like, this firearm, and, and it, it, was, it was stupid. So uh, <laughs> there was a story. This, so you make, this is on camera. This film exists. In fact, if you look up Animal House on YouTube tour footage, we took <laughs> snippets that were legal and put it to one of our songs. So like you can see like this fight about to start. You can see like the first kid get knocked over. Uh I gotta find this. Yeah, it's dude. tour footage, Animal House, H-A-U-S is how you spell house. Um so uh this fight happens, all oh, this crazy shit. We come back to Pennsylvania, a couple weeks go by, have a meeting. Oh my god. And the the label guy, who's this one, my buddy, is my buddy Tommy. Uh, I, love, god, I love him, I love like him. But he's like um, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And I'm like, you said to lean into it?" <laughs> so we took you to where it gets wild. We, I thought we made TV gold. You know, I thought for I'm I, thinking you
1: made TV gold. I'm right thinking
0: here. like I'm going to get an Emmy. Like this is I'm rich. This is how I'm going to pay my bills now. Like this is fucking amazing. And he's like, "We can't use any of this shit. There's you guys were committing crimes." You got I'm like, what do you think we do on tour? Our band is called Animal House. Like, what do you think happens? Like, we thought we were doing good because we cut out the fact that we used to drink and drive the van. So like, we thought we were playing by the rules because we weren't drunk driving. I mean, this band was horrible. Like, I, it's funny to say, but like, I look back on it, I'm like, we were reckless. Like, living clean now, like I am, I'm like, oh my god, how did I ever condone this stuff? <laughs> we can't use any of this stuff. So I'm like, well, what's the deal with the TV show? Like, we're we gonna do it again? He's like, if it even gets picked up, y'all won't be involved. So we didn't get picked up for this TV show. The TV show never got picked up anyway. Um, but we weren't going to be involved. And um, yeah, I'm still friends with one of the uh, one of the camera guys to this day. Like, he was actually a barber client of mine forever. The guy who shits pants. Um, so like every time he'd come into the barbershop the story would come up and he's like no it's real like these guys are these guys are maniacs Um. (laughs) that is like
1: I just I need you to understand like about this whole time of just visualizing these things all I can imagine right is like just some like like I obviously I don't know any of the people but this guy in like a suit in like New York we can't use any of it you guys are like waking up there's like women everywhere there's drugs on the table he goes
0: what do you mean? We can't, it's all I can. <laughs> this is gold. This is a Scorsese film. Like, we're, we're doing it. Oh, but my yeah. God. So, that was my one stint. And I'll tell you this <sighs> I'm glad it didn't work, other than the money would have probably been nice because it was so fucking annoying having a camera in your face for four days straight. Yeah. I don't know how these reality people do it. Yeah. Like, at one point, I remember the one guy followed me to the bathroom and I was like, I'm going to take a shit. Nothing's going <laughs> to happen. Like, what, like, and he, when I got out of the bathroom, he was like standing there, and I was like, "This is, yeah. this is stupid." Yeah, I couldn't do it. And I couldn't do it.
1: I I have very low 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 patience for like people in general. So like, I don't think I could do it.
0: Oh well, yeah, that was the uh, so that was the reality TV. That was my my stint at fame. Oh I my tried God. tried real hard, dude. I'm gonna have the abs now.
1: Holy shit! I was not expecting that. That is hysterical.
0: <sighs> so we so we get it? No, oh, we get it. I left out the best part. What? I left out the best part. This is shit you can't make up. This kid, he's still a dear friend of mine, Matt Kane who lives up in Detroit. He got so wasted. He was in the bathtub of this house that we were partying at, and he ends up covering himself in baby powder. So, like, I was witnessing this, like, an hour before the fight, right? Like, there's Matt in a bathtub just covered in baby powder. I'm like, that's funny. His dick's out. He's covered in baby powder. It's weird. So, Matt, on my son, on my three-year-old baby son, this fight's about to go down. Like, everybody's posturing. Matt comes running out of the house with a towel wrapped around him. As Matt's running in, this kid, if this is actually in the video, you see this kid go, who wants to fucking go? And he bitch slaps this fucking dude, like, unconscious. Because that was the only thing we could show from the fight. So this kid bitch slaps this kid. As Matt's running up, Matt flips off his towel to expose his butt-naked fucking covered in baby powder ass goes who wants to fucking die and starts throwing haymakers and it just exploded like that's how the fight started and it's on camera <coughs> one, one day savior records owns this footage and god it would be amazing to see so just and matt is not well put together I love him, but he's like just like a short squat guy. <laughs> like, he's just. Yeah. It's not like a bodybuilder came running out. <laughs> it's kind of. Like, I can see Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's kind of Danny DeVito-ish. I don't want to um, put that evil on him, but yeah, he's, he's uh, on the shorter and squat side. Dude. <laughs> you
1: know, really have my really in abs now? I, I can't. I, I hurt.
0: Let's go. We didn't do core today.
1: ah. <sighs> <laughs> oh my god! You all right, yeah. All no. right. The, holy shit! I broke the host. Oh my god, dude,
0: that's crazy. Right? I ha- w- e- that's awesome. Yeah. It was like I said, you could tell it one way or the other, but then I could also tell you about how like we ate ramen and some nights couldn't afford a hotel and like oh. it wasn't very glamorous life. And, like, we'd come home from tour and have to get, like, some of the guys would go back to college and, like, I would go work in, like, a yeah. warehouse. Like, yeah. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> depending on, Depending on the, the how you want to tell the story is how glamorous it could be.
1: That's insane, dude. All right. Well, we had an hour and a half here, but, dude, I...
0: Do I get to be the hour and a half guy?
1: Yeah. Yes. Sure. Could... I, I listen, I was ready for it to be, too.
0: You better... You better... If we ever go deep... Into the if you ever want to go deep into like prison rehabilitation, yeah. like I always say, like I'll tell the funny and like interesting prison stories as long as I can tell, like that. Hey, these are the reforms we need. These <coughs> well, are what want, the people. Next time we do this, but that ain't gonna be short. That's gonna be a that's, that's gonna fine. be a podcast. That's fine, but oh my god, dude! I I also I, have the unique perspective. I worked on both sides of the law you know uh, that's how you were constantly yeah, so yeah that's
1: crazy dude i can't breathe not only did i lose my voice from this morning but oh my gosh that i needed that because I've, I've had a rough
0: week good glad we could lighten it up
1: but uh guys i really hope you enjoyed having them on i oh yeah i drink shout out i drink oh um also um pagoda City th- showdown may eight. 18th thank you the words right out of my mouth, beautiful. You guys see it up here. This is what it'll look like on Iron Podium If you want to look it up, if you guys are interested in competing in strongman, if you're not interested in competing in strongman, you should consider it because it's pretty dope. And the I show mean. is
0: set up for the beginner to try. I will challenge you, the, the pros, but all the novice category stuff I, I have set up for just the average gym goer that wants to give the sport a try, yeah, dude.
1: And, and genuinely, again, I keep commenting you. You really can't ask for a better uh, promoter. He's doing everything right and everything that I would want to see at a comp. So definitely check it out, guys. Check out iDrink. Drink. They're awesome. <clears throat> Bobby, who's been like you know hounding everyone and his and his beautiful wife, they're they're great. So check out their product as well. You can talk to Ziggy or ha- head up I Drink on Instagram as well. They will be able to help you out with any of your iDrink Drink needs. Now, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I have tears that are soaked in the machine. I broke them. Dude, I I I was, holy shit, um, dude. Seriously, thank you for stopping. I'm no, sure you had a long day, um, but I appreciate it. And you guys, if you want to reach out to him, it's uh, Ryan Ziggler. Your Instagram Ziggy610. There it is, and it'll it'll be up live under him too. You guys can reach out to him. Um, he's great. I, I I promise you, he's not like this just because the uh, cameras here. He really is like this all of the time, if not funnier. <laughs> Um, like he's brutally honest. Like this morning, I got to the gym. He goes, "You look like shit." I'm like, "Thanks, man." Really, kickstarted my day. But yeah, so sir, thank you so much.
0: Until next time. See you guys.